You're listening to the Educated Cowgirl Podcast, Episode 7. Hey cowgirls, I'm coming at you with a back-to-back episode, which I am very excited to share with you before I leave for my trip to Italy to attend the 2023 NRJ European Fraternity Show, which I cannot wait for as I will not only get to see a different culture, but how the equine industry is from the perspective of a different country. And I will also be helping out with the Youth Reigning World Cup. I am very excited to bring you today's episode. I am talking about something that I'm very passionate about and would love to grow more in my career, and that is judging. And I'm very excited that I got to talk about that passion and how it affects the industry with Patty Carter, who is the Senior Director of Education and Officials at NRHA, or the National Reigning Horse Association. Patty has been a part of the industry for her whole life and career as a competitor, a trainer, and a judge. She brought so much insight into the world of judging from not only a judge's perspective, but also from a trainer and competitor view as well. We talked about so many important topics from the participation at shows to trends with continuing education for judges and new judges coming into the industry and everything in between. I had so much fun talking with Patty and I learned so much not only as a judge myself but what we can do to support the industry at all levels. I can't wait for you to hear our conversation so let's get into the episode. Hey, and welcome to the Educated Cowgirl Podcast, hosted by yours truly. My name is Abby Carpenter, and I am a cowgirl and equestrian through and through. I started this podcast wanting to make more of an impact in the equine industry. That's why I am making it my mission to help promote the industry to the public through sharing my love for horses through education and bringing other experts and professionals onto the podcast with me to discuss important topics that impact the horse community. So whether you are a crazy horse lady like me, want to learn more about horses, or want to learn more about the industry, you've come to the right place. On this podcast, we will be talking about ownership, horsemanship, fitness, faith, breeds, and so much more. We believe that it doesn't matter what type of saddle you ride in or the breed of horse you may ride. We all contribute to this community to make it great, and that there is always something to learn from the back of your horse. So grab a coffee and get ready to take some notes, and let's get started. This is the Educated Cowgirl Podcast. So, hey, Patty, and welcome to the Educated Cowgirl podcast. Um, I am so happy you're here, and gratefully you took the time out of your busy schedule to talk with me today. <laughs> Absolutely. It's an it's a pleasure. Uh, any opportunity I can to talk about judging and stewards and, and the equine industry, I'm totally, I'm yes. totally... Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited too because judging is one of my passions as well. So um, I'm glad, excited to talk about it. Um, so first off, can you please introduce yourself to the listeners, um, what you do, and a fun fact about yourself? Oh my goodness, I got all kinds of fun facts about myself. <laughs> okay, so um, my name is Patty Carter. I'm originally from Saint George, Ontario, Canada. I currently serve uh, NRHA in the capacity of Senior Director of Officials and Education. And uh, so I'm a a liaison to the Judges Committee 
um, the stewards committee and the professionals committee. And uh, just, um, you know, anywhere else I need to, to be a support uh, person in the, in the NRHA. Nice. So I, I started, uh, do you want to know some background? Um, we'll get into that. Okay. Uh, but, okay. um, uh, a little bit, but, uh, what is your fun? What's the one fun fact you can give us? Oh, so probably not everybody knows that I'm a Zumba instructor. So that's a, that's a fun fact. Yes. Yes. That's very and, interesting. And the reason I, I ended up being a Zumba instructor is, um, I took the class cause I wanted to know about choreography to music as it pertains to freestyle reigning. And so I went through this, <laughs> this certification on, and I, and I, you know, I did Zumba for fun. And so next thing you know, I'm a certified Zumba instructor. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. That's so yeah. great. Um, yeah, but that, so, that was my thought process. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you have, and from what I've read, you have an extensive background with the industry and judging. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about your background with horses and how you got started with judging and then what led that to your current role at NRHA? Oh my gosh, it's been a, it's a full circle. Um, it's, it's pretty interesting. So my parents were in the horse industry. They've made their entire living carved out in the horse industry. They loved uh, horses, were great horsemen. My mom was actually the first AQHA world champion in junior trail, very first world champion in 74. Wow, wow. So she was a great horseman and uh, self-taught, followed the Vaquero um, training thought process from the West Coast, which is, you know, unheard of being from the East and um, from West of Toronto, a Canadian. But my mom was a great horseman. She was way ahead of her time. And my dad was a great horseman. And um, uh, you know, he still is, he still judges, he's, uh, turns 80 this year and he's still shoeing horses and judging horse shows and monitoring. And so he's still really involved. And so I grew up in that, that, um, industry and mm -hmm. being, you know, surrounded by it and, I uh, didn't have a huge interest in the horses until I was nine. And there was a horse that came in to be sold and her name was little Dolly Joe. Little Dolly Joe did not have a right lead, and I fell in love with Little Dolly Joe and taught her her right lead, and she went on to be a great uh, horse that some people it was uh, that bought Kelly Smith um, purchased her when she was I don't know I think Kelly was ten or ten or eleven her family purchased Little Dolly Joe, and Kelly Smith is still in the industry to this day, not the reigning Kelly Smith, the uh, performance Kelly Smith. And, um, you know, it all started with the little Dolly Joe. And uh, so that kind of, I became passionate about the horses at, at that point and um, was going to go to the Toronto School of uh, Art, the University of Toronto, um, to art school there. I knew I always wanted to be involved in the horse industry, but uh, wanted to go to school there. And um, the Archezis from Italy uh, showed up at my parents' place and they had not owned any horses at this point. And so my, my uh, family uh, got them involved in the, in the performance industry. And now they're the, um, 
leading earners, uh, uh, breeders of, of reining horses today. And so, wow. yeah, so my family was responsible, which I'm really proud of because, um, you know, they always sold them very good horses at a very fair price. And, and I think that's so important when you bring new people into the industry, it doesn't matter how affluent they are is that you, you know, you treat them fairly and they'll be in it forever, which is a, is a testimony with, with our Chessies. Mm-hmm. So I, I um, ended up going over there and showing for them off and on for um, three or four years. And uh, so that was pretty interesting. And then I met Eugenia Latore, who is the current chair of the judges committee that I'm staff liaison. So we've known each other um, lifelong. And so it's interesting how everything uh, comes, comes full circle. And, and yeah, uh, here I am. Sure. Um, I got my AQHA judges card in uh, 98. That was my very first card and then got my NRHA card. And when I went to work for AQHA um, 12 years ago, um, I had judged the reigning fraternity uh, twice, the Derby twice, the world equestrian games, um, all the world shows um, with uh, APHA and AQHA and very accomplished judge. Um, and then I got recruited to go to um, AQHA as a executive director of shows. And um, because of my strong judging background, Mar- uh, when Alex retired, uh, took over the judges program there and, and was involved in, you know, deeply involved in the judges stewards mm-hmm. and um, the drug testing um, previous to that, I was staff liaison for the pros. So it's been a great, um, it just, my whole life has led into the, uh, into the, the judging Stewart side of things. Right, and, right. um, so I had a full training business before I went to, uh, AQHA. I coached all over the world and, uh, traveled all over the world, giving clinics and judged all over the world, um, uh, was 2005 Professional Horsewoman of the Year, which is, you know, a real honor. That's uh, something that your peers vote on. Um, so it's just been a great journey and all because of our awesome horse that we have in our life. And yeah. Uh, yeah. it's incredible the opportunities that are offered and doors that are opened because of our equine friends, for yes. sure. For sure. For sure. And I love like how your story started with little Dolly Joe and like teaching her her right lead. Like that's how so many people get started is with that little Dolly Joe horse. That's just like, you're like, he's not going to do anything. You're just going to take him to open shows, but it starts with them. So <laughs> I it love does that. In, in, in a snowbank, you know, my parents didn't have an indoor arena. So in the wintertime, we, we rode in the snow and we rode up and down the roads and um, gosh, that was Oh, I remember just being so cold at night after riding all day outside. <laughs> yeah, terrible. Couldn't, yeah. I don't know if I could do it now. I probably could because I love love horses. But <laughs> right, right, right. Um, did you do any like judging teams in college or not? Since you were, you, at an you art know, school? I I didn't um, because the um, Canada ha- doesn't have a real strong four um, H program or judging team program. Um, that was that was offered. So, you know, I judged some open shows and and got my feet wet with that before I I, um, I just jumped right in and, and um, 
studied and applied for my, you know, my AQHA card. I just jumped right in and I was first in a lot of events because I had jumped and um, I had a, you know, pretty strong background in the hunters and my dad roped and um, probably the, the, the weakest events that I hadn't done were the cutting and cow horse. Um, But um, you know, it's a continuous, we know when you have a judge's card, it's a, that's just the beginning is getting your card and it's the continuing education and, you know, always wanting to make yourself better that uh, you just, it's just limitless what you, what you learn. You never learn at all. It's like training a horse, judging horse shows and horses is, is, uh, you know, like horse training, you never learn at all. Yeah, no, never, never. Yeah. So with the continuing education, which is a part of your title at NRHA, and which I think is important for both exhibitors and judges, um, can you explain a little bit more about that in terms of the programs you oversee and how that contributes to NRHA judges and potential judges as well? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, NRHA judges are required to recertify every two years. So a lot of people don't realize that judges, you know, pay for that continuing education out of their own pocket. And it's, you know, it's a substantial, um, you know, it's a contribution being gone um, for for a weekend away from your business and the cost of travel. And uh, they come every two years to recertify either internationally or uh, to Oklahoma City um, to recertify and to make sure that they're they're up with the latest and greatest and they're moving forward. I mean, as judges, we have a huge responsibility to stay up with the, you know, the horses right now in the reining industry are better than they've ever been. The horsemen are better than they've ever been. The horses are bred better than they ever been. And, um, you know, we have to, as judges, make sure we stay up with that, that trend because, or not the trend, but, you know, stay up with that um, progression in the industry. Um, And it's just, it's really has, has exploded. So there's a you know, it's continuously um, upgrading the maneuvers and uh, making sure that they're current, that our judges are current, that they're being taught um, consistent and accurate maneuver and penalty application, and yeah. that everybody's seeing the same thing with with clear eyes. So it's a you know, it's a lot of communication, and that communication is um, you know tying over into our exhibitors where. Um, you know, we share the maneuvers tape. We've recently done voiceovers on it. Um, and as anybody can go and purchase the maneuvers tape at uh, nrha.com on the um, the shopping, uh, in the shopping area, in the shopping cart area. Um, and and so it's just that that continuous education. And, and I think, you know, when we've got a strong group of NRHA official monitors now, mm-hmm. And they're also teaching the same things that the judges committee is, is teaching and supporting. So it's just a lot of, you know, it's consistency, it's communication, um, making sure that that score sheet is not only a tool to judges to, to score their, their classes, but it's also a um, learning tool for the exhibitors. And so that scorecard needs to reflect what actually happened with all their maneuvers in a reigning pattern. 
Exactly, exactly. And it's also making sure that judges have the resources they need when they go to the show so that like um, we provide them with the right information as well. Yeah. And the right tools in their tool belt and know that, you know, they they need to know and they do know that the the judges committee is there to support them and RHA is there to support them. Mm-hmm. And it's judging is a is a very hard job and, and it's serious. I mean, every decision mm-hmm. that you make drives the industry yes. and um, it's lots of, lots of focus and, and it's, mental, it's sometimes it's a mental game. And I'm, I know after a full day of judging, I'm mentally exhausted. Like I can't think right now. <laughs> you can't make any more decisions. You've already made yeah. enough decisions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so when you left AQHA and went to NRHA, was it different going from working with mostly all around judges to more specialized judges for the most part? You know, that's a, it, you know, that is a, was a really big factor in it because, you know, I was overseeing education for hunters and cow horse and the cutting and the roping and, you know, everything in between showmanship, horsemanship, and to be able to focus on just one event. And, you know, it's, it's really, um, you know, extra detailed. So that, you know, definitely was, was a, um, yeah, that was a change. It, it mm-hmm. definitely, but, um, it's, I, I don't know now after being involved at, uh, NRHA at the level I'm at in the, the judging program, how I did all those other events and, <laughs> you know, developed that education and brought people together to, you know, present that, that education. It's, it's, uh, it's a big, it's a big job. Yeah. It's, it's not easy at all. Cause you're dealing with a lot of different people and personalities and trying to make penalties, everyone happy <laughs> penalties and different score sheets. And, yes. you know, I was also responsible for um, overseeing the patterns at the, the world show. And so, I mean, I think the last year at the world show, I, um, our team oversaw about 133 patterns and, uh, some of those I drew and, and so it's, uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been definitely a shift. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, so with all the different shows and events and associations and breeds that you have judged for, um, are there any shows or events that particularly stick out to you as like one of your favorites? And, um, that you've judged and are there any myths or stereotypes that you can bust about judges? Oh, absolutely. So uh, always the, the AQHA world show was, um, you know, my favorite, any of the, the world championship shows, the Derby, the fraternity, um, any of those high end shows, because, you know, the horse quality is just so amazing and it's so fun. Um, and, and that was, you know, those were always, always, you know, highlights for sure. Um, and I liked going and doing the local shows too, and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, touching those exhibitors and giving them a really positive experience. So they would, would come back. That growth is, is, you know, so important. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with that open show part. Yeah. They're, whether they go on past that or they stay at that level, like they, they, we, they need that because that's where everyone starts. So Absolutely. That growth is, is, is so important. My daughter teaches a lot of young kids right now, and I'm really proud of her for that because she's 
bringing so many young people into the industry and showing them the love for horses. And I think once you get involved in horses, you always, they're always part of your life. And whether yeah. it's somewhere down the road and your grandkids ride or, or whatever, yeah. you just, it gets in your blood and you can't get it out. There's just no, yeah. no hope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So are there any misconceptions about judges that, that you can, you know, bust? You know, the, th the thing is, is that when judges are out there judging, they're for the exhibitor and they want, you know, they want what's best. They're out there. They're trying their best to sort through everything and score everything. And, um, you know, they take it very serious and they're on the exhibitor side and they want the exhibitor to succeed. And so I think mm -hmm. that that's, you know, something that people need to know in, in judges, um, have a lot of them have shown themselves and have had embarrassing things happen. And, you know, you ride horses enough there, it's going to be a humbling experience. And, yes. and for people to know that judges are on their side when they, when they go show and that yes. they're cheering for them is, is, um, I think that that's yeah. important. No. Yes. Yes. Um, so, one of the hot topics, as you probably know lately, has been the decline in participation in shows lately, um, especially with our youth. And it's with quarters, quarter horses, paints, Arabs, everyone. Um, so what have you seen from your own perspective or a judge's perspective on that issue? And what do you think what do you think we can do to help promote shows and grow the exhibitor number at shows? Well, and, and I think, you know, and I come from a strong Western background and it, and it starts at the grassroots. We've got uh, Christy Landwehr, who is, um, works at NRHA now. She's with our corporate mm -hmm. partners and, and she was the uh, commissioner for the CHA, the Certified Horsemen Association. And mm -hmm. there has always been, um, always tried to strong tightly with the AQHA professionals because, you know, that's where it starts at the level. That's why I'm so proud of my daughter who's teaching all kinds of little kids and, and bringing them into the industry because it's got to start at the grassroots. You've got to make, um, you know, horses accessible. And, and there's so much urban, I mean, the agriculture is shrinking. And so to, to bring those kids in, in an affordable, um, level, you know, it has to be affordable and, and it's got to be a positive experience to capture those kids. And, you know, once they get in it, then, you know, they're, they're, you know, I believe that they stay in it unless they have, you know, a bad experience, but, um, and, you know, supporting the open show level and, you know, that outreach, I think, um, a lot of times we get, um, very, uh, we get in our own zone and what we're doing and it's, you know, outreaching to those local shows and supporting them and, and collaborating. I'm a, a really um, big collaborator. I love collab. I love collaboration. It just opens so many doors and, and, you know, supporting some of those local shows because that's where the, the growth comes from. And, you know, the more competitive you become, the more expensive it becomes. But I, I think that the, the, um, you know, my, my daughter has, she supports all the local um, club shows in her area. She supports the quarter horse shows, but she supports the open club shows and is on their board to give back and to support them. And mm -hmm. because that's a place that she can take her 
clients to with schooling horses and they can go, you know, feel that competition and go through the process and see if it's something that they want to um, be involved. So it's got to start with the the grassroots, making it affordable and um, yes, and, and showing showing parents that are not ag background the value yeah. of of being in the being in the agriculture industry and, and working with animals. Yeah. And see the value in like your kid doing this and see what they can gain from it and um, find helping them find instructors that where their kid can borrow a horse so they don't have to go buy that $30,000 horse or however it may be um, so that their kid can show. Yeah, that's that's for sure. And and, you know, having a that's why I appreciated the CA. I appreciate the CHA program so much is, you know, because they're, you know, they're, they're all being taught. Um, they, they're all certified. So it doesn't matter where you go. If you're a level in a certified ride and you're going to get that same instruction, then there's safety yes. and, and all of that, those things that are so important to get people started on the right foot. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, so in addition to participation, what have you seen in terms of trends for judging and new judges coming in and well, um, stuff and numbers. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, the quarter horse being a, becoming a quarter horse judge is so difficult because you've got to be an expert in so many disciplines. And um, I think that intimidates a lot of um, judges to step up and, and get their card mm-hmm. Um yeah, I see judges, you know, judges take judging so much more serious now than they probably did 20 years ago. You know, there's way more preparation before they go judge and and there's follow up after they go judge. And there's the networking has, you know, really um, gotten, you know, stronger. There's more more networking. And of course, with social media, there's, yeah. you know, opportunities to 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 learn at a, you know, a faster rate. And, um, but, you know, I, judges really, they take their jobs very, very serious and yes. they're in it to give back and mm-hmm. in it, you know, so um, I, I really see that, that, that continuing education is, is always so important in, in how to, you know, get that information out there to keep judges current and, uh, you know, keep everybody informed and, and that, that communication across all yeah. you bridge all gaps between judges, pros and, and stewards. Yes, yes. Um, so are you seeing numbers growing with judges or are they like kind of maintaining a consistent level or are they declining or? Well, the demographics all the way across the board is is that the the judges are getting uh, older. The young there's fewer, you know, young professionals coming into the industry and you know that's always um, a concern, mm-hmm. um, and and I think you know that on the AQHA side, it stayed pretty. You know their judging program has morphed into a, there's a lot of specialized cards, and you know so I think some of that takes the numbers away from the all around judges um, because of the the judges that can just go and get a versatility ranch horse card or. Um, you know, if they do the cutting or the cow horse mm-hmm. or the reining, they can be specialized with uh, AQHA in those those classes. So, um, but the, our judging numbers on the NRHA side have declined. Um, 
And but I see that trend that that's an upward trend. We've had really strong numbers at our applicant schools. Okay. And um, so I see that that number kind of uh, turning around. Good, good. Yeah. Yeah. Judges definitely need more younger people coming in. Um. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, so final question. And I know there are many other people out there like myself that are judging at that open show level and hoping to judge and get carded, um, whether they're in college or not. Um, so what advice would you give to them as they're learning and researching to get their cards, um, whether that's with NRHA or with any other association? Yeah, I think that anytime you can go and you can audit at judge schools, I think that that's really important to be able to get in and audit at the, you know, know where your weaknesses are when you you judge and where you feel insecure and whether that's if that's in the halter, you know, go and spend some time with halter horse uh, trainers or, you know, professionals, you know, professionals are so willing, they want good judges because they want to be judged right when they're in the arena. So if you're, you know, your weak area is roping, you know, hook up with somebody that, that ropes and, and watch some runs and score some runs and, and really don't be afraid to reach out to other judges and spend time with them scoring mm -hmm videos or meeting them at a horse show and, and, you know, just learning as much as you can where your weak areas of that, that, you know, we all know where our weaknesses are and, you know, be as good as you can and develop your eye. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's always important to do an event. Um, so um, I've been, had the opportunity to go and ride with Todd Crawford uh, when I started at NRHA and, um, you know, I wanted to be able to refill those top end maneuvers that, to the best of my ability, because it's going to make me better in my craft when you, you do it and you can feel it. It, it makes you become a better judge. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just always, you know, keep learning, um, and, and kind of, you know, have a plan, um, you got to kind of, you know, search within in yourself and in what direction do I want to go in? Do I want to, you know, be a carded NRHA judge or do I want to be an all around judge? Um, and, you know, where are my interests? Have I, yeah. you know, grown up with Arabians and that's the direction that I want to go in. So yeah. that's a little bit of self searching and figuring out what your goals are and then just connecting with the right people and, and really networking is 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 so important. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like for me, like with weaknesses, like I've had to really practice with when I'm judging like pleasure or hunt under saddle, because I'm like, I got to keep track of all these horses and I don't want to make them lope for like five minutes. Like, so right. <laughs> that's something I'm like getting quicker at. So, yeah. And, and it's, you know, like it's talking to people and saying, well, how do you sort through your numbers and, and what's your, your, uh, cause everybody has their own, um, their own organized plan when they're, when they're judging, you know, like mm -hmm. when I did, when I judge halter, I, you know, watch them track in and I sort through them as they track in and I pay it, you know, there's so much information that, that comes to you when a horse is tracking to you and away from you and you see them move. And, you know, mm -hmm. by the time they line up head to tail, you've kind of got them grouped. And then I yeah. profile them 
And so by then I've got them grouped further. And then as I walk around them individually, by the time I'm done my last horse, I've got my card placed. That might be totally different than somebody else's. So you've got to kind of learn what works for you, but pick other people's brains and find out what their thought process is when they're judging those, you know, those rail classes. And I know for myself, when I did the, you know, the, the pleasures and the hunter under saddle, I was very good at numbers can't add them worth a dang but I can remember them (laughs) and you know so I would be able to study them when they came in and and watch them and not write very much down and as they were reversing at the um when they were reversing going the other direction I would group them on my page top five middle five bottom five yeah and you know then kind of sort through them the the you know, the second direction, but that was the way I did it. So it's always really super interesting to me to uh, quiz people on what their process is to sort through that. And then yeah. you take what what works for you or whatever you try it and go, oh, that didn't work for me. And you go back to your old way or, or might work better. So yeah, yeah, that's so great. So I love that so much. Um, So I'm going to end with a little bit of a this or that game. Um, okay. So I'll give you two different options and you'll tell me which one you prefer. Um, okay. So mornings or evenings? Mornings. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Last three people I've interviewed said mornings. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so sliding stops or spins? Sliding stops. Yeah. Got that power behind them. Yeah. Um, so coffee or tea? Oh, coffee all day long. <laughs> Don't even have to hesitate with that one. <laughs> all right. So sweet or salty? Oh, sweet. Sweet. Nice. Nice. All right. Dogs or cats? Dogs. <laughs> nice. 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 All right. So Patty, this has been so amazing. Like you gave me so much insight and I'm sure so many people will take it away. Um, thank you again for talking with me today um, about the important talks about judging and the indus- topics about judging in the industry. Um, if people want to find you on social media, where can they find you at? Okay. So Patty Carter, um, I'm on, on Facebook, you can message me. Um, and you know, I'm always open to helping people. I love to, um, you know, always open myself up to help anybody, but that's in their, their, um, writing quests or their judging quests or anything that they, they need to help. It's, it's, uh, I love, I love helping people and, and being there to serve. That's my job. And okay. I love to do, serve people and serve the horses. Great, great. Well, I look forward to seeing you again, hopefully soon. Um, And thank you again. It's such a pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity. Wow, isn't Patty amazing with all that she has accomplished in her career and what she continues to do to make the hard job of being a judge a little bit easier through helping them make sure that they have the right education to do their job fairly and responsibly. As she said, it takes communication and consistency to make the decisions of how to place a class, especially at the higher levels, as the horses get tougher and there might be more at stake. But we also have to always support our local shows in our communities as those kids might end up at the big shows one day. And we need collaboration at the grassroots level in order to keep horse shows thriving and promote the industry to showcase these amazing, talented, four-legged animals we love. If you love this episode, please screenshot it and share it on your Instagram stories and tag me at The Educated Cowgirl. 
Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Educated Cowgirl Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, learned something new, and will come back for more. But for now, stay blessed and ride on, cowgirls.